1: Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this
0: episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash PDAX. Also powered by... PodMachine, the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit.
2: Building the team, there really has to be no ego, especially if you're dealing with a team that has like a, a large disparity in experience. Right? And that's why this company is very special because this would have never been born in a normal situation. right?
0: Welcome to Hustleshare, The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baitiung.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are with a brand new team that's been on stealth mode for a while. But now they come out with a bang that's again i've i've, I've kind of known about the startup for a while you know you know you know you're in the down low when you know there's an amazing team that's that's happening already out there but people don't know it but now we can talk about it openly because they just raised just recently two million dollars to again put another solid startup in the Metaverse that is purely Filipino-made. But let's talk about that in a bit because we have to welcome uh, their teammates. So of course, the CEO, Mr. J.D. Labrada, and their product lead, Berna Misa of Playdex. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the show, Billy, Billy and Berna. All right, no worries. And again, um, this is amazing. Uh, Congratulations on your recent race, right? It's in the NFT metaverse and whatnot. But again, let's go straight to the jugular this time. And I'm going to have to ask you both. The million dollar question. Guys, what's your hustle?
2: Well, well, Playdex is an NFT rental marketplace um, for gaming. Uh, I think uh, how we see ourselves is you know a distribution channel for 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 gaming nfts um the, the the easiest way to explain it to people i guess who are not familiar with with nft gaming is uh you know in web 2 where you would buy gaming licenses to to play games that would come in the form of uh, buying the nft in web 3 um and what we're really trying to do with this is trying to make it easier for people to get onboarded or to be able to get access to these NFTs, you know, helping that, helping scale that system. Got
1: it. All right. That's amazing. And again, we're going to go
2: tech on tech on tech today. I
1: kind of missed doing <laughs> that because um sometimes I, I, I get really unjargon. And this is the core of this, this podcast, right? We can talk about tech all you want. And if you are drowning and you're like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Don't worry. We have show notes on hustleshare.com. Just in case you're in transit or you don't have a computer in front of you. All right. Before I get carried away again, I need you to buckle up, guys, because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. All right. We are now in the quantum uh, realm. (laughs) 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 <laughs> because I, I want to understand, right, um, we, we ride the Hustle Share time machine because no startup uh, was just made from nothing where it becomes successful. All of it is, be, is, is a culmination of all our hustles prior. they prepared you for this moment. Now, let's start with Berna, because okay, you're the coolest girl in this town, right? I want to understand, right? So you're both developers, correct?
3: Um, actually, I'm more of a data scientist. So data science hmm. and engineer, Yeah, it's also under um software engineering, but more on the data side of things.
1: Which is better. So sorry, Ajay. JD, <laughs> I need you to sit in the back seat real quick? Um, I'll talk to Verna real quick. So Verna, you're a data scientist. And man, who's the last data person that I've talked to? I don't <laughs> even remember. Probably Step C. Um, oh, okay, uh,
3: Stephanie C of Thinking Machines. Yes.
1: That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, okay. But yeah, I want to... I want to understand, right? Before you became a data scientist, what was growing up like for you? Was Were you really fascinated with, with, with tech and whatnot? Or is this something that came along while you were in college?
3: Actually, um, ever since I was a kid, I was really excited about innovations or cool mm-hmm. stuff, right? And, um, you know, sci-fi films. Okay. But... I guess what really reinforced my love for tech, as cliche as it may seem, was really Robert Downey Jr. It's ex- Iron DJ. There Yeah, RDJ. Like you love he's it, my. 3, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I love him three thousand times. Not right. just as a character, but also as a person. So it's really mm-hmm. that Iron Man film that um unlocked my passion to actually pursue tech. That, you know, yeah. That's cute. that's. Yeah, that's it. What
1: about him? Because again, he has, as a person, he has a pretty colorful past, I'd say that, you know? Um, Yeah. Weird movies like Tropic Thunder, which by the way, for me, Mm. is my all-time favorite RDJ movie of all time. It's not Iron Man. (laughs) It's Tropic Thunder. Right. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I love comedy. (laughs) Okay.
3: What about him, right? So more than the film Iron Man itself, it's the story of how he came to be casted on it, right? Like, it was during a defining moment in his time. It was really his um, chance to, st- to start something new again. And because he didn't give that up, he was able to create something beautiful. Well, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe started with that film. Yep. And, yeah, I was really inspired by that. Like, I was so... Um, I was a fan of the film that I actually, you know, researched about RDJ and then how he came about. It's, it's really that whole thing. All right, and also a- the, the the quote in some Marvel films about when did you become an expert on physics or that that specific thing? And he said, oh, I just started on the internet overnight. So like that meme I don't know if like um, Yeah I don't know That that quote struck me And I was like Oh yeah That's you know Your typical digital citizen Right now
1: That's amazing All right, now JD I'm not gonna keep you Waiting that much Because I know you're hungover From Poblacion And Poblacion Is a higher level of LU (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. How was your uh, Early start In falling in love with tech Because again We're talking about Origin stories here. So, if Bernas' uh, uh, origin story originated from RDJ, how about you? Did it start from Natasha Romana or, or anybody else? Just kidding. <laughs> how did you start falling in love with tech early on in your life?
2: Well, I, I guess I, I never, I never did really like, um, like fall in love with tech uh, specifically. I actually decided to go into computer science like when I was filling out my opcut form. Oh, wow. Um, so like asking, asking my dad, my dad's friend who was back then working as the VP and like, he basically asked his friend, you know, what would be you know, the, the right course to take. And that's when I took uh, computer science. Um, but I guess maybe the, 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 the earliest exposure I would have to tech would be, you know, maybe gaming. Um, uh, because back when I was in... Uh, I think Elementary I w- I was playing a game called Flife, I'm not sure if you're familiar um, Don't carbon date me but I'll just yeah. say yes One of the level up games before and yeah. uh, uh, I think we kind of r- ran a business around it, so we would okay. have people who would be um, creating characters and, and leveling them up um so like your early way. play
1: decks
2: yeah, yeah, and then uh, we would then sell the accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sell it to uh, some, yeah, to some uh, students uh, in high sc- in our high school, um, uh, like for five hundred pesos. You know, like some. So I I kind of see it like as the the, the Foreshadowing. first Yeah, like <laughs> the first. I I never knew. You know, you would go back to that, but yeah. But tech wise, um, I, I, I went, Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when when I went into UP. That was the first time I wrote code. Like you know, I, I learned "Hello World" uh, inside um, inside the classroom. Yeah. So, All right, that's uh,
1: amazing. How yeah. about you, Uh Berna, I'll go. I'll go back to you for for your again. Your path was data scientist, and obviously, can we just define that path a little bit? Just again, that can be a little big, especially for 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 people who don't even understand tech and they're listening to this right now what how did you get into the data scientist career path and what did you take up
3: okay that's interesting because originally i i love the business side of things i initially took up um business administration and accountancy in university and ended up hating accountancy Uh, in the second year um I shifted to computer science. So the thought process there was I was taking up this uh, management information systems class and I really enjoyed it. And also when I was taking up accountancy, I loved the financial side. So I was into stocks, trading, finance. And having learned the basics of finance, right, trading, I wanted to automate it. And the the reason I wanted to go to computer science was really just to do algorithmic trading, automated trading. But um, when it got into computer science, it's like like going into music. Like you just have to um, know the fundamentals and you can create anything. So that's the power of like programming or engineering in general, right? And um, since I have this weird love of like finance and then tech, and um, well, basically, it's, it's data, right? It's insights more than the, like, the building of things. That's how I got into like, data science because you can um, apply it into different things.
2: That is amazing. All right. Now,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll double down a little bit on your story. So you got into data science, but how did that start to become a real career path? Because there's not a lot of data science um, jobs out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of data science roles, but in reality, when you get there, it's not really data science. They <laughs> just like
3: mm-hmm. to call it like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, you're right because like uh, when I was um, when I was looking for an internship, yeah. there's a lot of like fad out there, and it's really <laughs> a lot of research. So there's no data science internship position, okay. but um, I emailed. Um, gcash or you know mint because they're uh then a uh, chief risk officer i don't know if um jf is still there jf darius so he used to be a, a quant trader in ubs so i researched mm-hmm. me and they were they were really like top notch and that's yes. how i got an internship there because again like my background was i was an accountancy major before and then okay. i shifted to computer science so i was really like fintech was really my my thing yeah. and I wanted to learn more the practical side of it. So that's how oh, I, you know, that's how it all fell into place.
1: Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about JD a little bit again. JD. Sorry, ha, if you are hungover, I hope you make it through the
3: whole episode. <laughs> uh, to again, be fair, coming from was the party my
1: first startup was in nightlife. You can easily recover, just hydrate all the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or eat yeah. your comfort food. Okay. <laughs> Okay, for you, how, how did this internship all the way through, you know, being an engineer uh, path come through?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, being an engineer was like, uh, when, I mean, when, when I started computer science, it was kind of like a, a straight road, like a straight line, right? Like heading to, you know, becoming a software engineer. Um, I guess, you know, the, the, when I was in college, so I, uh, I think working like my last year, um, like uh, found like a remote job uh, and and you know, just uh, kind of accepted any opportunity that came my way. Um, the When I, I think Zendit was like um, a curveball, I guess, because I kind of quit, I quit software engineering um, after two years uh, out of college because I was doing uh, web, web zero businesses. Um, but then you know, pandemic hit, right? And so um, when when the pandemic hit, uh, tourism was hit. So like my business was like going down, you know, like zero income employees had to be, you know, had to have some sort of allowance and I had to go back to work. Um, and uh, that's uh, when actually, Brennan and I got to work together again. Uh, Where? And, uh, we were working uh, on the contact tracing application in the Union uh Tarana with Carlo Almendral. Um, wow. and uh and yeah and, and that's how I got back into tech, you know, uh trying to I was trying to see you know what way I can help in, in what ways can I help the community get back on its feet. Right. So um and and uh yeah and then after that uh I met yeah I met Ron uh, and uh, met At Yang, me.
1: Yang. The, the the most important yeah. run in the ecosystem, I'm just the loudest guy.
2: Ron right. <laughs> uh, is
1: the bro. complete opposite of who I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, no. silent but just a killer. That's what he is, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then and then I met Yang Yang. Yang Yang uh, um offered me then after building the project, offered me to um, join Zendit as a software engineer. She said, you know, we can work together and like building um, um, payment infrastructure for the Philippines, um, and I, and I saw that as an opportunity to work on scale, you know, a scaled system with, uh, you know, like built in a certain way that would scale. Um, that that's something that I never ha- had touched before because I was working at, in startups, um, you know, my first two years before I quit. After, yeah. So so that that's kind of what happened with, with the software engineering side.
1: All right, sounds good. Now, here's a million-dollar question before we take our first question. I've been around devs for a while, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just my sheer observation being a non-tech dev founder. So just to give you a background, this is my third startup now. Uh, My startup is called Podcast Network Asia. It's the biggest podcast network in Southeast Asia. But my first startup was a nightlife app. Second startup was actually a dev shop. I'm um, the founder of chat ph mm. I got that acquired, um, luckily, after my first, no, my first one failed. So 1-1. One, one. Hopefully, this one puts me either a big loss or a big win. So high stakes, right? But <laughs> here's the thing. So especially being around devs for almost 10 years now, mm-hmm. would you agree that, and I, I want to understand how you did this in your careers. The best devs that I encounter have this innate ability to self-educate because I also encounter a lot of devs, especially when you're doing interviews and they're raw as hell when they come out of college (laughs) because they didn't put the work prior, but the ones that are really good started early, did not rely on what theory, because they always say majority of the time they say, Oh, what they're teaching us in school is shit. Right? So you have to really get real life experience and come to learn that so this is my question was that something you had to do early on while you were in college and if yes what stack did you guys learn because I'm looking at your both your LinkedIn and both of you are full stack people right and in order for you to really create um, amazing products you need to understand how front end and back end works and how they talk together because if you're just oh I'm going to create an API and the API (laughs) is not properly made for somebody else to use some of the other side and good luck how is that for both of you? Berna?
3: Okay. Um, I guess I just want to define first the terms, right? Because uh, when you say development, that's a whole, like, jargon um, in its own. Um, so our background is really computer science, so the science of computing. So the main difference of computer science and computer engineering is computer science focuses on the software side of things, Right. Um, computer engineering more on the machine, uh, the hardware side. And um, there are frameworks wherein if you're a software engineer, I'm, 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 I'm air quoting software engineer versus developer, because um, as a software engineer, you're an engineer. There's a difference between, um, if for example, in software engineering, you're building software, right? You're engineering software. Um, there's a difference between building a house because anyone can build a house but not uh, everyone can build like a high story 300 uh, building so that's the difference if you know the like the frameworks of like software engineering in general so it because it, because usually right um the question of like which stack did you like learn etc um that's like the secondary um questions already because at the fundamental you have to know the principles behind it, the engineering principles. So that's my that's my take on it. And again, like it's all about like problem solving. So yes, it's also about self education in some ex- to some extent. But you have to learn the fundamentals.
1: Yes, but uh, I'll just <laughs> ask you from from your end. Say okay, there's a fundamentals you learn that probably in school, right? Because that's what they teach you. Mm-hmm. But again, they only give you the key, you have to go through the door. How did you, what what what, what stuck then or what path led you to the, that self-education thing if you're going to be the, well, the RDJ that you're meant to be?
3: It's it's really um, it's really being smart about your questions on the internet. <laughs> it's, it's really that <laughs> and also like, no, it's it's, 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 I like it's that. that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a meme, right, that you can that software engineers just Google things on yep. Stack Overflow. Them, because no. again, um, <laughs> there is merit in um, knowing which questions to ask. Right. Because, uh, and that's the main difference between um, new piece and like um, people with experience because the the framing of question part, that's a harder thing to actually Absolutely. like do. Yeah. Like right. knowing or knowing what you know or not knowing what you don't know. Those those little things.
1: Got it. I'm not
3: sure if I'm making a, uh, making sense. But. No, it
1: does because I've seen all right, I've seen this in action where noobs will be like uh, "Would copy pasta. Copy pasta <laughs> there or no, and not just that. They would it's just superficial things like how to code in Node.js for example. Good luck. Yeah. You're, what are you going to get, right? You're going to get um, courses that will ask you to whatever, right? Or some people I go, like, they paste their whole freaking code or that line and if, if it's legit or not, something like that. I've seen this and I don't understand it, obviously, because I don't I don't know shit about uh, writing code, but I've seen mm-hmm. how complex they search and again, the better the, you search, the better results you get. do you, JD, um, how was that stack or self-education process, or at least the fundamentals. I learned something new today with, with Berna, right? Fundamentals, stack, and the self-education process. What was that like for you?
2: Well, I, I completely agree with Berna. Um, well, we were from the same college. Uh, so you know, having the fundamentals really helped understand things on yeah, at least on, on a high level, what they were supposed to do. Um, and you know, when you're developing code, the, the, the question that you're always asking is, you know, what, what are you trying to achieve, right? Like what, what specific function are you trying to solve? Um, and you know, when you know what, what you're trying to do, it's easier to, um, again, look, cause you're not going to have everything in your head. You're not going to have all these like different syntax or, you know, different, um, like, uh, applications, you know, in your head, like things that are, that have already been built or, um, or 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 something that you would have to build yourself. Mm-hmm. So you know you would have to know you know what parts are you, you're really missing. You know what what parts you need to look up online and see you know h- how people have done it before. What the best practices are, um, and you can only do that if you actually start writing code. Um, right. You know you can imagine how you know the, the the web interface you know we would would enter would the, the web client would, would, would interact with the with this with the server and, and, and things like that but then in reality you just have to like get in there and, and and see you know what 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 parts of the code you have to start writing you know how do you start um segmenting you know the different functions um to make it more i guess um portable um and reusable right so it, it's a problem it's a it's, it's learning how to solve a problem one by one, how I I would, uh, you know, say it. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of, like for, for me, that's like one of the most important things I learned in programming, um, which, which you can, you can really apply, you know, in life, right. It's like learning how to solve problems one by one and not being overwhelmed by one, one big, like, Hey, build me this, right. Like how, how, how am I, you know, like if if you, if you, if you think about all the things that you're going to do, um, at all at once, uh, nothing's gonna happen. You, know, you have to like you, you can't you can't play whack-a-mole, right? Like you, you gotta um, make sure that you're 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 kicking each task out systematically, you know, in in the best um, order possible.
1: And that's the essence of startups, right there. Right at the end of the day, we are solving problems with technology. That's why it's a startup, right? So again, not all business heads are startups. There are SMEs. But startups are meant to solve problems using technology at scale. All right, now let's take our first break, and when we come back, let's now talk about how you eventually got to work together, how you developed that chemistry, and how you eventually, again, um, decided to be on stealth mode until everybody then we popped out and created Playdex and raised $2 million. Let's talk about that more after the break.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. And we're back from a break. We are still with Berna and JD, who have told us, again, their the, or origin story. If I use epimod, that doesn't sound as thick. So, origin story uh, of, of them as superheroes. But again, this is not the first time we've worked together, right? Um, in the middle of the pandemic, or just the start of the pandemic, you were working together in this uh, AI startup. I know I, I know a thing or two about AI, but because my second startup again was chatbot, but not full full blown AI. It was NLP, basic, right? Compared to ML and all these other complex things. So walk to me how you guys worked together first, and what were the things you guys uh, were building there, JD?
2: Well, we were working on like two sides of the company. Um, I think Verena was you know working on. Um, the AI, the data science part. I was working on the software, you know, software engineering part. Basically, helping them implement what they had um, built, like in in um, in in, the, in that side. Um, so right. I, I I think the, the the work dynamic there was, um, you know, they would uh, have certain asks for me. Um, you know, they would need certain uh, tools to be built, um, and then I would be the one, you know, help them implement that.
1: Yeah, Bernard's laughing. I don't know why. Maybe you were writing shitty code. But,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but what,
1: what, what um, stack were you guys doing uh, back then? I just want to understand because back in chatbot, our stack was Node, Angular, and then we we went with Node React and then serverless. That's how we did shit. What was? What? Well, how did you? What was the AI that you guys were building here?
3: I'm just gonna backtrack a bit. Like um, the story of how we actually got to work together again was very interesting, right? So, I was um, I, I got into the startup earlier, right? So, that's uh, that's an AI startup, 06, and um, the, um uh, the focus of that AI startup is to do AI for impact things, and as um, at, probably not everyone knows, but um, implementing AI. In, in businesses is actually very expensive. Yep. Hence, uh, what this startup wants to achieve is that make AI more accessible to yeah again like to more impact things, right? Um, and we wanted to do more interesting things. Hence, we were doing projects related to like how do you make um, ethical AI? So it touched on AI ethics, etc. And um, we also had uh, the opportunity to actually. Create something of impact and help during the pandemic. Hence, we had this project in La Unión, and that's how I actually contacted uh, JD because JD is a friend of mine um, during college. And um, again, like as he said earlier, right? Uh, he was a business owner there, so he actually owns Rada Hostel, right? So grab a cool, um, cool story in Rada. Um, maybe for a different hustle share. <laughs> but um, so the but the the goal of the project there was to help. Uh, how do you jumpstart businesses again in in the pandemic, especially tourism businesses because this was uh, badly hit, right? And how do you um, how do you do that through technology, right? So we actually wanted to do you know para magcreate ng bubbles alone right? So hence the contact tracing app among other things, and that's why I hit up JD. Because he is like one of the um fit people to work on it because he's he has a software engineering background and he actually lives there. And so he has he a hostel, there, no? how yes, exactly. Get- Any, <laughs> exactly and he has a hostel. And that's how we um got to work together. And yeah, you know, just sharing a software engineering side, us on the product side, etc. So yeah, AI on the other AI projects we have um clients in San Francisco, New York, etc. Nice. But for, for La Union, right, uh, the project that we were working on is is that one, the Isa Conduct Tracing app, among other things.
2: That was um, a partnership with the DOT.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yes. and at, at the start of pandemic everybody was just scrambling for any type of tech I've seen yes, very, exactly. I've seen <laughs> so I'm laughing because I've seen shitty apps just do scale like what the fuck is this who built this thing right uh, but yeah. again, it's something rather than nothing so I'm not gonna throw shit on anybody's uh, work but I've seen varying degrees of scanner apps <laughs> and whatever like where the hell are you storing this this data right? Because if, if, if some incompetent back-end guy did the database of this, it, one false move, you're already exposing everybody's data,
2: right? Oh, it's probably out there, Ron. <laughs> <Right>? It's probably <laughs> out there.
1: No, it is. And that's why we get these random, Hoy, do you want a job? I'll give you 9K. It's like, right?
3: right. <laughs> right? And
1: that's why. Good luck. That data is just being sold repeatedly for sure but okay before we now talk about play decks you split up a little bit more uh for for a bit to to work on separate hustles um can you guys talk about that a little bit jd um on how you parted ways a little bit after 06 and then eventually come together that road but, or the things that you did after 06
2: yeah so after 06 um that that's when I when I joined Zendit. Um, right. I, I worked on the direct debit team. Um, so we work on integrating um, different banks yeah. um, to um, allowing them to import you know, into different merchants through the direct debit service. Got it. Um, and and uh, I was also trying to jumpstart um, the hostel, okay. uh, which you know, was closed for a few months, and, and we we saw like, diff- like we saw some some spurts in, like, tourism during the pandemic and the building, and so, you know, we also try, I also tried to take advantage of that, um, trying to see if, if my way, you know, could generate income again. as uh, so, so, Web Zero business, uh, which is uh, what we said around the hostel in the Union. Um, and I think you, that's, that was the, yung uh, And then when, when we got together again, that was, because
1: i played turn already. Okay, wait. Well, real quick, I want to understand first, because not everybody gets a chance to work in a unicorn. Okay. And yeah. Zendate again is one of the best uh platforms out there in terms of this. What was that experience like working in a I know you're staying there for barely a year, a year and change, right? But what was that like? How different is it to be a dev? under in a unicorn that's, that's really out to to dominate the whole Southeast Asia region.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I guess the, the main difference is you're not working with four people. You're working with um, 50, 100 people. Wow. Right? Uh, it's not, um, it's, it's not something that, Hey, you know, build this and then you're not going to have to talk to anyone. And then that's it. You're what you are building has to, you know, harmonize with what the rest of the company is building. Sure. Um and what I learned from some from Zendit is you know being able to I've never seen a scaled um engineering you know like uh team uh outside of Zendit. Um and I would say you know it was for me Zendit was the best job that I that I guess before before PlayDex. It was the best job I've ever had. Um because I I really um, yeah, I was really you know, impressed, and what, from, from what I saw with, with how you know, engineering was scaled, how um, developers in the company, you know, like even me, had ownership of what we were building. Um, we had we had ownership, and um, that's not something that uh, that's not a, that's not an easy thing to do, right? Especially when you're um, when you have like five hundred employees in the company. Um, you know, having even the developers themselves have ownership, um, getting to decide which products they want to build, um, how they want to build it, um, and for me, that's very important.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Now, Berna, from from your end, what was the next step in your career?
3: Oh, okay. After zero six, just a bit of context, right? So we, I joined zero six at the height of the pandemic, so that was around like April twenty twenty. And then, um, so it's a lot of things happening, etc. It's your startup puzzle. and um, I I quit around December because I had to take a break, right? I was like, it was the I guess it's the pandemic effect. Um, it, it, I just I just wanted a breather, right? Uh, I I used to eat AI research papers for breakfast, so I I really needed like you know, um, uh, a life check basically. So I, I took a month of rest. So January, right. Um, just thinking, okay, what should I do next? Should I like just, um, but yeah, rest more. Yeah. Or like figure out what I wanted. Um, I mean, I love tech. I still love AI, but, um, I don't want to, Again, I, I want to tone it down a bit. So I just took like a teaching job in Singapore. I, again, just teaching AI, um, to Singaporean citizens again, because for me, that's already basic, right? So from, a uh, cognitive level that's a cognitive rest for me and because I was I, I have all this um, free time or lesser cognitive load right I was able to learn uh, a new thing and that's how I actually got into the metaverse or the rabbit hole because um, during the December of 2020 you were hearing all-time highs all-time highs right and then um it it, it picked my curiosity because um, what's blockchain technology? What's happening there? Because again, like I was in this AI bubble, like there's a lot of um, interesting things happening in AI. Maybe you've known about deep fakes. Then it was like um, the GAN, uh, GAN model was uh, was just amongst like um, AI folks, but now it's more mainstream. Maybe you're familiar with VTube, etc. your TikTok filters, that, that one. Um, and then... Um, again like the last time I I actually looked into blockchain was when I was still in college because uh, I I fell in love with AI that's why I pursued it right but again like because I had that moment of rest yeah I decided to like jump in what's blockchain why is it that is it a scam or whatever and I studied the technology and I was like oh my god I totally geek out because it's literally data I mean the one of the one of the problems in ai or data science is that well data scientists or uh, ai engineers they're not necessarily better because they're better ai engineers or data scientists across the board but it's most of the time we have better access to quality data that's it but on the blockchain yo you didn't have that problem and again as a person with a data background i was i geeked out because yep. it's literally like the it's a fair game <laughs> exactly and um and I, and again like my background from finance and then tech and then data it all just made sense and yep. that's how i got into the rabbit hole and it's so um it's it's a period of like learning i thought the speed of research in ai was already exponential but no in blockchain it was like 10x of that and i was even i was even baffled because again um in my head i'm in technology oh. i'm a technologist how could i have missed this whole vertical like for the past x years i mean my, my 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 lab during college was also um networks and distributed systems so it really just it kind of like stars aligned for me yeah like, I, you know um uh, going into the rabbit hole, I traded, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, I, I did different things. But fundamentally, I understood that, oh, my God, I thought AI was a technology that's going to bring a lot of like impact and change. Well, it will still do, right? But yeah. uh, when I studied blockchain, I think it will be faster also. like This is also one of the more, I guess, exciting things and more mainstream people will, will get because it has the culture aspect of it um, yeah. yeah so that's that's what I did after <laughs> um, DJ mode that's it got it
1: but it also just just uh, one thing that under LinkedIn you were in EIR stealth mode for almost half a year or a year or again uh, <laughs> was that Playdex or is this something else that you tried to build
3: no um, this one this is this is my DJ mode right because I was also uh, that's how I got into like um Running a guild, right? I was participating into different DAOs. Again, that's how. Wow. Uh, funnily, funnily, right? Because uh, like I just, I just put that in my bio because like entrepreneur in residence. Because I was at home, is everybody's working from home. <laughs> but then uh, when I when makes I, when a lot I, of sense. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know that apparently there's a there that's a jargon that uh um, you only actually use that if you're part of like a whatever accelerator. A friend of mine actually had to, um, uh, what do you call this? Actually had to point that out because in, at some point, so like contacted me, wanted me to like uh, apply. I just didn't edit it because I know it then. So I, I guess I'm just, okay, that's just going to be an interesting story to tell if it ever comes up. So uh, yeah.
1: Right. Now, now it is. It really is in a podcast. And again, <laughs> for context too, again, EIRs, usually <laughs> they do this in incubators, accelerators, or venture builders right um, yeah. that, that hey you have an idea you don't have a team blah, blah, blah. okay now it makes sense now <laughs> let's talk about LU okay because before we talk about Playdex I think the origin story here is La Union right because again yeah. I've been hearing murmurings about this and I'm sorry please don't 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 uh, cancel me uh, I haven't been to La Union <laughs> I'm a, oh I'm a lazy driver oh. like, uh, I, uh, too old I missed the boat. I'm, I'm too old I'm, I'm a married man like I'm good. I, I have my own routine now. But walk me through this thing. What is happening in LU right now where the Louisias of the world, the Ron hoses of the world and there's this little tech movement that's that movement that uh, that's now gaining steam. What, what's there, right? Uh, because, again, these things don't happen by accident. You guys coming to work together, Playdex coming to fruition. Is it JD's Hostel that, that's the epicenter of this? Uh, or what <laughs> What happened <laughs> here? It's just These things don't happen by accident, right? Or if, they, if it's totally serendipitous, there has to be a trigger. What's going on there, tech-wise?
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I would say the trigger um, is John T. Simulong of uh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, yes. So, I mean, we, we all met by chance. Um,
3: because Ron, of the DOT project, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, Ron um, was advising the DOT project with um, uh, Carlo Almendral. Um, and you know, Ron was obviously in a different state in his life then. Um, he just exit, exited, re, he yes. Real <laughs> exit,
1: set for life type of vibe. I'm trying yeah. to get there, okay?
2: Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's <was> the <laughs> secondary, Ron.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to get there too, Ron. Ho, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. so I mean, you know, we were lucky, right? Like, we were just so, so lucky, um, you know, I, um, to, to get to meet this, these people in a different setting. Yeah. Usually, yeah. If, if, if me and Bruno, we were in Manila, we would never have met him. He would have never uh, met us and then we would not have you know, conversations that didn't lead an agenda. Um, and for me, you know, those conversations are you know, what really changed like, and, and made us grow. This all wouldn't be possible without John C. Simulong's you know, vision for what he wanted La Union and he wants La Union to be. He wants the onion to be, you know the, you know the, the sandhill road, road of 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 um of uh, the Philippines, right? Like where people can meet. Um and, and you know we saw we saw a glimpse of that in, in the pandemic. You know Ron came in, um and then Luis arrived, um and then other people came like came also like Johnny Bates. Yang
3: Yang was also there
2: Yang Yang yeah. Zhang yeah Johnny Bates. Yeah. um. Of uh, the former Grape. head, of, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, we had some. We had a neutral ground, basically. You know, like these, mm-hmm. these guys. Some of them were competing against each other, but you know, in La Union, you leave that. You know, like in, at the door, right? Like, we, it's a surf
3: town. <laughs> uh,
2: we were able to talk about the other side of life, um, and and, and uh, I think that's the, the most amazing thing that's happened to, to me personally. because um, I, I you know like I I got to be mentored by the best people in the industry when I was a nobody in like a surf town um, like 250 kilometers north of La Union off of Manila. Right. Like I would have never gotten that chance. Um Berna probably yeah. had a better chance than me, but you know like um, L U that, that that was what LU did. Um, yeah. we wanna keep doing that. And uh I think we wanna keep doing this for the next generation as well. Uh, yes. That's so the best
1: pitch. Okay, yeah, go go Bernard.
3: No, basically that's really what happened, right? What happened there was something magical because um imagine two kids and then everyone else is like already at a different oh, part of their life, yeah. right? Yeah, and just like it's 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 kind of like a natural um not just knowledge transfer, but it's it's the wisdom in that. I yeah. mean, it's really that just hanging out and um, your conversations on the lineup, um, and, and and because it's just a little town, right? You got to actually eat together, break bread together, you know, yeah. exercise together. It's that whole, um, yeah. it's that whole lifestyle and environment that um, uh, really like made an imprint on us and it wouldn't have been possible without someone like John's. who's really a great community builder like bridging the you know tech people and the the locals or just really the whole like community it, it's that it's like the welcoming committee it felt like home yeah there you go. And, and it was during the pandemic so yeah it was all those things at once
1: So if there's a massive exodus of startup founders from Manila, (laughs) <laughs> because of this episode <laughs> there you go 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 up there and you know maybe you'll get to play think, your own play decks very soon it
2: may not be this call Ron. I, 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 if you want that to happen I would you know invite John C to this podcast there um, you go and, and, and I think you 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 will not regret it um, he's right. one of the, the the most brilliant person you know like out there you know on, on the level of like Ron on the level
1: of the Victor Paternos yeah. the, you know like you, you, will, uh, you, you will enjoy that conversation John
2: C we got your invite so um, lots of, yep. there
1: you go alright we'll uh, discuss that but before we take our last break how did all of this magical movement you know uh, turn into a 2 million dollar race and let's talk about Playdex first because is, again Web3 obviously is the future right no matter how much we fight it, it's inevitable, right? We're right in that that transition period between Web 2 to Web 3, right? Similar to how we did Web 1.0 to Web 2.0. Took several years, but inevitably we're all going to be Web 3, right? Um, And Web 2 people like me will be passing, right? Um, We're we're going to cross that chasm. But why NFTs and why, um, you know, uh, rental? How did this... Come together and to become, the becoming playdex. JD.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we personally, you know, Bruno was the first one in the in the space of it. I, I I saw everything unfold as everyone did, right? Um, I I started my own guilds. You know, saw how the space was forming, and I, I think the reason why NFTs and gaming, you know, it's the way to go it's because it unlocks so much value that wasn't there before. You know, the, the traditional the traditional gaming space was, had a simple model, right? It was, you would have the game developers and you would have um, distribution through you know, Steam or through Garena, like some form of like license um, agreement. Um, and that just changes with, with NFTs because with NFTs, um, you know, that's, now your gateway into a into a game and each gateway is not the same right like each nft has its own characteristic you know like on the back end it may seem like oh it's just a dictionary of words but then it, it represents more it represents um, more than that um, because it's able to unlock value like the the, the the economy that we're seeing is you know now you have instead of having just game developers and, and game and, and gamers now you have like different um different groups of people forming or doing certain things, right? Like you would have the guilds of the world, the YGG, which, you know, Gabby bison pioneered, um, And you, you would have um, the breeders, right? You would have the crafters, right? Which now turn into this amazing company you've breathed out. Um, and then you would have groups of like, actually some, some are just guilds of like um, competitive people trying to um, play the game. And you would have then also the investors who would do research on the game economies um, you know seeing um, how this is you know, trying to solve the sustainability side of the game so it's it's turning into a you know each game instead before which was you know just an experience that you would shelf after three months it's now a world that's being you know like um, built um, and that you can explore um, so I, I mean imagine this right like we're we're talking like first generation Web three gaming, um, the games aren't even that good yet, and you're getting this much traction. You know, imagine when games are actually good, and you have like stickier players that you know are you willing to do it not just because of money, and but also because of um, you know, uh, well, I guess being competitive, right? Which is essentially the the core of what gaming should be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's why NFTs are the way to go. All right.
1: That's very exciting. All right. Now, let's take our last break, and then we come back. Let's now talk about how you then grew play debts, built the product, and all the way through how you raised $2 million. All right. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. <laughs> business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. And we're back in the break. We are still with Berna and JD, who then now told us why they created Playdex. But again, ideas are cheap, but execution is gold. So now you know you've had an amazing line of mentors or partners with the run Hoses and the Luises and the world. But how did you build the team in order to tackle the problem of the NFTs and 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 play to earn as the future, right? Because Here's the thing. When something gets successful, it's a copycat league. Okay? Everybody will try to create their, oh, I want to be the next uh, YGG. I want to be the next whatever, blah, blah, blah. A lot of them will try. A lot of them will fail. Right? But for, for, for you guys, you built a solid team backed by real, legit founders who've done it all, exited and whatnot. How did you build a team uh, to create then the product that we built.
2: My view on Web three is that you know, like it is, it's very early. Um, I guess at least in the Philippine landscape, um, Web three is lacking a little bit of Web two, right? Uh, meaning uh, we we need more builders in this space. We need more like we need people who actually know how to build. You know, not a house but a skyscraper, right? Um, and I think how we built the team is you know, we have people like you know Berna, who's the most knowledgeable in the web 3 space in, in our company. Um, but you know, you complement that, right? You complement that with people. I mean, Berna can build product also, but you know, like but you complement that with people who built it at scale, right? And that's why our co-founders are, you know, Thea Santos, who was the former head of ops and marketing at coins um Edward Iskandarov, who is um basically the one of the lead engineers at coins, right? Like they, they would they would have, they 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 he basically you know, he basically built coins together with the, the rest of the engineering team. Um, so they know how to build a scale they know how to you know they, they know the ins and outs of so like you know handling security have like handling for solar wallets you know making sure that the, the funds are safe. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I, and then there's Ron, right? Like, who's like also like helping lead product as well. Um, and I also like Ron is a, a our co-founder as well here. Um, and and uh, yeah, I mean that 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 that's really you know like I think why you know we have a good chance to win is because we have a great team that you know doesn't have ego that met you know w- at a state when things were going to shit and th- things didn't matter. Um, and you know, now that we're building this stuff, the, the personal side doesn't matter what, what matters is, you know, we're, we've agreed to be moving towards this direction, you know, having this mission of, of expanding this space and, you know, no matter who comes up with the best decision, it doesn't matter as long as we're making the best decision. Um, and, and that's why it works because, even someone like Ron would defer to us for decisions, right? Like it doesn't need to be, you don't need to have like the 10 years of industry experience, but, you know, we will find the right, we will find the best answer and and make sure we choose that. So I think that that's that's like, you know, building the team, there really has to be no ego um, in the team, Um, especially if you're dealing with, a team that has like a a large disparity in experience. Like I have less than five years of experience. Bernard has less than five years of experience. Um, and these guys, you know, have Ron has twenty years. These guys have like fifteen years, right? Um, and and you know, like it wouldn't work if there was, you know, if there was politics in the company if there was ego, and, and that's why and that's why this company is very special because this would have never been born on us in a normal situation, right? Um, LU, <laughs> like, you know, like, um,
3: Made in yeah,
2: and even, you know, we met, we met at, at the, at, at a very, like, uh, unique stage in life where, um, where Ron would be blocking our IPs, a stack overflow, uh, while we were working. Um, and, uh, and then I would, rip, I would, uh, return the favor by putting chili peppers in his underwear, right? It's like, you know, we were, you know, we were there, right? Like that's, that's a why, true
3: story, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that, that,
2: that, that, that's why this works. just because you know there's no ego in the team, and you know, we're, we're we're a family, right? Like yeah. we're we're just a family. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. And again, you're you you're dealing with people that have been there and done it, right? Uh, as well. So that's great. Um, let's talk about product. So, what, how did you build the this this Playdex platform that that's now live. By the way, uh, you should go to playdex.io. Um, how did you build this? How long did this take, and how hard was it to build?
3: Coming from the background of um, you know, because the founding team has experience already with building a an exchange, right? Yeah. And um, there are similarities with building an exchange and then um, a marketplace, and uh, the expertise also. Or I- experience of um, JD or Dan with Zendit is actually somewhat similar to what we're doing here, because um, it's a it's it's a marketplace, right? And we're integrating games into the platform, so we want to add uh, we want to make it easy for players to be able to play NFT games in a in one platform, and that's how we're. Um, like building the product, and in terms of difficulty, um, it depends on the on the game side, right? Um, because again, there are different customization, etc. And as we integrate more games, we get to know how to do it faster and faster with each iteration. So, of course, like we started with Max um, Infinity because uh, that's the game that is, you know, uh, like the flagship of play to earn. And um, that's the game that has the most um, in terms of scale, uh, at least like before, right? And we're seeing some sort of that. And but, but yeah, the, that's how we actually are building the product and spotting like um, which games should we indignate next.
2: I think to add to that, uh, to add to what Berna said, um, it, it, it is very similar to how um, payment gateway companies integrate with banks. Right. Like essentially, you know, we're we are building uh a mar- a market maker, but then you know, we would have to work with um how authorization works in that specific game. So that means that we would have to you know work with their APIs to um in a way simulate ownership of, of uh the specific NFTs. Um and yeah, I would use the analogy that that Ron gave me um like you know a, a, a year a year ago when he was starting coins. It's very similar to when he was starting coins. And they were integrating with merchants like, you know, I'm here, your are uh, Meralco. Right? Meralco. And these guys didn't have APIs back then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh, I guess, well, right now, you know, we're, we're, we're way ahead. Uh, and the game developer, the game developers can, um, can, uh, build stuff well. Um, but I guess like we're in a similar situation where we have to co-build the rental marketplace with them. You know, we, we you know, we, if if they are co- cooperative with us you can push an integration out in a week, right? Because uh, a simple change would make things uh, just so much easier with us. And it's just like dealing with, you know, like dealing with a new, like for me, at least at Zendit, like a dealing with a new bank every time. A new game is like a new bank integration every time um you know you would review what um what the flow would be um for that specific game how the rental would look like um and if rental was truly possible um so yeah i mean th- th- that's that's how we built the product so far um we're trying to um move fast um you know not like move fast but not at the like, expense of like building uh, a set product uh, behind the behind the scenes. So you know you wanna you wanna build it build it right and build it fast.
1: That is crazy. And again, this is also a testament to how your past hustles will just come in handy. So you got the 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 marketplace builders uh in the coins group, right? The coins coins gang, per se, and you you having the experience and send it. Uh, and of course Verna having to patch this all together with with now the data and uh that that she now see, se- sees and says that um it's it's way what way 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 better than what we have in 2.0 now let's talk about uh the future because at present and the future two million dollars how did this happen because again people will just salivate to even get this uh this type of funding especially in this type of climate it's a shit show out there right and i'll probably have a podcast uh Soon to discuss what, how bad is it, and how can you navigate this as a as a, a startup founder or as a startup but how did the two, two mil seed funding happen
2: this is the first time I actually like you know, fundraised uh, I was the one who did the fundraising um, we were lucky enough I guess we were we were lucky enough to get introductions um, you know, through louis um, mostly and, and through some instructions from Ron. Um, and uh, you know, we just really wanted to show them how much we saw and understood the space. How much, you know, like you know, we were in ground zero. We have a good view of, of, of how Filipinos think um, and how Filipinos behave. Um, and uh, this is where gaming NFT started. And, you know, we're company that's trying to build something at scale that could potentially be you know disruptive in the future right like you know we could be one of the biggest distribution arms of you know nfts and that's the dream right like we we want to be that um and you we just had to make the make the investors understand that that's what we're trying to do right we're not here for the short term you know we we didn't do we, we we Took it the traditional way. You know, we built the product like an MVP first before we actually asked for funding, right? Because you know we 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 showed them that you know we're the team that can execute this, we're the team that can build this and build it faster than everyone else in the market. Um, and you know that's what we I guess like that's one of the things that you know, I was trying to prove when I was like talking to investors, uh, but I didn't expect it to be this fast uh, because like we were we only fundraised for a couple of weeks. Um, when we were able to fill the round um, and you know there are a lot of companies great companies out there that are you know like you know on really great companies like on the level of like us um, but are having a hard time like fundraising um, but you know we're fortunate enough to be in this space where you know there's more uh, liquidity um, you know, people are you i guess right now you you, ha- you add the word crypto in your um, investment memo uh, you probably get uh, like uh, some form of like multiplier in your valuation. Um, so, you know, we're, we are lucky to be in that space, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's like what you said at the beginning of the, I think this call is um, ideas are cheap. A rental marketplace idea is very cheap. Like, you know, like someone can come up with that and someone, a lot of people are building it, but the the main, the, the key thing to understand is, you know, like who are the people to build it? And you, we're talking about, building it with the people who built coins ph you know who built paymongo right um and and i worked at zendit and brina's worked on like a different like a lot of like web3 projects also so it, it's I, I think it's the team right like it's really the team
1: and it's a holy triangle um team tam traction and the tam is huge obviously <laughs> traction for sure With this type of team it's inevitable and again massive congratulations for such an amazing job and we'll be on the lookout for you i have a a good feeling this is not going to be the last time we're going to be in hustle share but for people for to check out especially now that you're live uh, berna invite people over to um go and check out playdex and where do they go and how do they do that
3: yeah just go to playdex.io connect your metamask and Join our Discord as well. It's uh, Discord.gg/slash/slash Playdex. You can also follow us on our socials uh, at Playdex on Twitter, uh, official Playdex on Facebook.
1: There you go. And what's next for you guys, uh, JD? Before I let you go, what should we look out for before we get um, you guys back here again? I
2: guess uh, you know, look out for um, more partnerships. You uh, know, creative mm-hmm. partnerships that would, I guess, like you wouldn't like think of. Um, we're we're announcing some soon, um, and uh, look out for more games. Um, there you go. So you know we'll we'll go back to you know what we're trying to do here. Um, we'll try to provide uh, in, in the fastest way as we can the best games, the best NFT games out there. Um, you know, making it accessible to you know to the people um, who are interested in playing um, NFT games.
1: All right. Again, thanks, guys. But before I let you go, follow us in whatever podcast you have to listen to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast out there. If you see a five-star rating, give us a five-star. So if you also feel incentivized I to keep doing this, though I've been doing this for three years now. And the, and if we did say some jargon, it's going to be the show notes on HustleShare.com. Don't worry. So again, uh, if you want to do go dig a rabbit hole, just like how Bernard did it, you know, we'll, we'll put all the references there. And lastly, if you want to be part of our community, it's going to be the HustleShare on Facebook. Again, guys, thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank all. you.
1: And thank you. <laughs> all right. Yes. I'll see you guys
3: go. in the next episode. Peace.